Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open the Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is October 25th, and our reading comes from 2 Timothy chapter 4. Beginning in verse 1, Paul says this, I solemnly urge you, in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who someday will judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. So he says, first of all, Timothy, you got to keep preaching the Word of God. Why is that so important? Well, you remember from yesterday, it gives everybody good theology, it rebukes us, it corrects us, and it equips us for every good work. So we got to keep preaching the Word. Then he says, verse 3, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever they're itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. This is a problem in today's culture. He says the times come when people aren't going to listen to good teaching, but instead they're going to find somebody. Listen, here's what he says. They're going to find someone who will tell them what they want to hear. They're going to find teachers who will teach them what they already believe. So the truth is, they're not looking for the truth. They're looking for confirmation for their truth. You know, we live in a culture today that says, I've got my truth and you've got your truth, a culture that believes there's no such thing as absolute truth. But the truth is that truth by definition is absolute and exclusive, and narrow, and we've got to be okay with that. You know, our culture says that all of those things make you a close-minded bigot, but truth is narrow. Truth is absolute. Two plus two only equals four, and that is narrow. It's absolute, and that's just Man, we've got to be okay. And Paul says the culture is going to reject that, but you've got to continue to stand in it. So today, occasionally I'm with somebody and they'll say, yeah, well, I've done some research and this is what I believe. And really what they mean by that is I Googled until I found somebody who agrees with me. And the truth is you can find somebody now with a PhD beside their name that will teach you and believes all kinds of crazy things. So we've got to be careful that we're not just trying to find somebody to affirm what we believe, but instead we are submitting ourselves to the truth of God's word. You say, well, why is this so important? Here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter seven. He says, if you hear these words of mine and you embrace them and you live by them, you will be like a man who builds his house on the rock. And when the storms of life come, when the rain and the waves and the wind beat upon that house, it will stand. Why? Because it's standing on the rock. 
But if you fail to embrace the truth and build your life on the truth, the words of Jesus, the life and testimony of Jesus, then when the winds, when the storms, when the waves, when the rain build, beats upon your house, Jesus says it'll crash and it'll be a mighty crash, right? This is why truth matters. It's so important is because it gives us a foundation for life. It's because God is trying to help us flourish. God wants us to live an abundant life. God wants us to live a blessed life. But the only way to do that is to embrace the truth and to build your life on the truth. And you remember John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the truth. He is the word who has become flesh. So Jesus is that truth. He says that Verse 5, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid for suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God's given you. So if we do what we've just said, if we build our life on the truth, and if we proclaim the truth in a culture that rejects truth, then the truth is sometimes people will hate us for that, or they'll reject us for that. And we've got to be okay with that. We've got to keep sharing the truth in love, not out of pride and arrogance, and certainly not in a condemning, judgmental way. We've got to continue to preach the truth in love. But even when we preach the truth in love, sometimes people reject us. Remember, Jesus preached the truth in love. He was full of grace and truth, and they nailed him to the cross. So if Jesus, the perfect, sinless Son of God, came in order to show us the truth and they put him on the cross, then sometimes people will reject us. Verse 6, as for me, Paul says, my life's already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. But listen to this. Verse 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful, and now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And listen to this. This prize is not just for me, not just for preachers, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Man, isn't that good? I long for the return of Jesus. I hope Jesus will come back today and deliver us from this mess. And, and Paul says, for all those who long for his returning, there's a crown, a prize, a reward, the crown of righteousness waiting for us. I love what Paul says there. I fit, finished the race. I fought the good fight, right? Man, that is so rare and unique today. Over the last few years, I've been brokenhearted by all the church scandals and, and church leaders who have fallen. And even more heartbreaking is the local pastors and personal friends who have really struggled, and, and many of them are, are no longer in ministry today. And you just realize how rare it is. I was reading a book this week called Finishing Strong. And in this book, he says, one out of 10 pastors finish in the ministry. Just think about that. One out of 10. And so Paul, in the face of such suffering and tremendous persecution, 
gets to the end of life and is able to say, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. Man, isn't that good? I want to finish. I've often told our church and told other pastors, listen, nobody will remember how you started, but they'll never forget how you finished. We've got to all finish strong. That's not just for vocational pastors. For all of us, we got to finish the race. We've got to fix our eyes on Jesus, who's the author and perfecter of our faith. We got to finish strong so that we can leave a legacy for our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. You know, one of my dreams, one of my dreams is to one day be 80 years old, 85 years old, and to see my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren established in faith, walking with God, loving Jesus, loving each other. And, and you know, I understand that you can do everything right as a parent or grandparent and your kids or your grandkids or your great-grandkids. They might make bad decisions and make a mess. But I also believe that if I will finish strong, and love them, and teach them the Word, and try to be faithful to them, that there is a great chance that most of them will love Jesus, and love each other, and will reflect in this world the kingdom of God. Man, the only thing that would be better than that is for Jesus to come back today. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, we just thank you that uh, in the midst of a culture that is so perverse and rebellious and independence. God, that you have called us to preach the word. That's not just for pastors, but for all of us to share the word, to share the truth with people around us when the time seems right and even when it doesn't seem right. God, we understand that we live in a culture where many will not accept the truth, but God, help us not to be afraid. Help us in grace would love to share the truth anyway and to trust you to open hearts to the truth, to the gospel, that it would transform lives. God, I pray for every person listening, help us to finish. God, I pray for all of us that we'd get to the end of life and like Paul, we'd be able to say, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. Man, I made it. I have, I, I did not fail. I did not bail out. I did not give up on Jesus. I didn't give up on my faith. I didn't shipwreck everything. No, I finished my race. God, help us all to finish. And, and Lord, we just confess today our dependence upon you. God, oh, we need you. Help us to learn to live in humble dependence. Help us to live in your presence every day. Help us to invite your spirit and your word to transform our hearts and our relationships, to strengthen our families, our marriages, our kids. God, we want to finish strong. And Lord, we're so grateful that there is a crown of righteousness waiting for us. Lord, I pray that you'd give us all a desire, a longing to see your return. I pray that today, God, you'd blow the trumpet and come to take your people home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. I hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.